Welcome back to the Fight Up Podcast, a podcast for Heat fans by Heat fans. My name is Ben Ingram. Joining me in the studio, as always, Jackie Lewis. Jack, a lot has been happening since we were last in the studio, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, Benny. So much happening in the off-season. In the off-season. I know. It's a wham-bam, thank you, man, type of uh, off-season at the moment, <laughs> which is which is good. That is it. Um, did you see, see, see the announcement with uh, the new, the what is it, apparel provider for the, for the BBL? Who is it? It's big news, mate. They're bringing on Nike. Nike? Yeah, Nike. Is it, is it Nike or Nike? I'd say Nike. You say Nike. Yeah, I say Nike. So Do you say just... Adidas or Adidas? Adidas. Yeah. Adidas is just weird. Uh, but yeah, no, Nike, it's, uh, it's all happening. I, was, I actually thought initially that it was just for the heat. And I was just like, what a perfect fit. Yeah. You know, just, just do it. Has that not been just... our slogan for the heat for the last, like, <laughs> it's 10 years? The Bash Brothers. Yeah, I know. And then I saw it was wider. But no, it's pretty exciting, mate, because I was a bit over the, was it Magistry or something? I can't even remember who they were. Yeah. Um, cause they brought all those, like, kit that you can't actually wear, like, casually. <laughs> just wait. That was me unzipping my jacket, not my pants. But um, this one, that one's good, though. Yeah, this one's good. I'm wearing my... Um, the polo. The polo, yeah. But you need some normal street gear, right? I'm trying to get the missus to wear some heat stuff. Well, no, Nike will come out with some good street gear. Oh, they will. They will. Um, but there's been heaps of big news, mate. Big announcements in uh, in the... So much. ...leadership sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's oh, we been blown in, away. We're moving into it now. Yeah, of course we are, mate. Linny. <laughs> first, first things first. It's gone. Linny, he's given up the captaincy. He is. Big surprise there, mate, or not? Oh, well, we called we called for it, so he's obviously listening. <laughs> we called for it. <laughs> no, we were kind of like a bit undecided. We were hoping to get him on the show, talk not, a bit about his captaincy. We're not anti-Lynn, yeah. We were just, we, we, we called for him to move out of captaincy, right? Oh, I can't even remember, probably. Because we thought it would be beneficial for him as a player. Yes, no, that is true. Moving forward. Yeah. But Vic, in his, uh, in his comments, he... I think he was saying like he didn't feel like he did that bad. I'm pretty sure it was Vic. Or maybe I was reading through some of the other other comments that were kind of running through there. Because there was one where he was like player of the tournament and he was captain. And he was right. scoring runs like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. He's definitely performed as a captain, yeah. Yeah. Real but well. I reckon, you know, it's all part of that, you know, external review mm. um, and all that good stuff. So, you know. But you I reckon he's the cause of the culture? No, not ben cause Cutty- of the culture. Ben but culture issue. But maybe it's a contributor to uh, what's happening in the culture. Do you know what I mean? Because cool. it, it's quite interesting. No, but it is interesting because, you know, whenever they were talking, like Buff or Linny, and they were yeah. like, we're just keeping the game plan really simple, you know, keeping it simple for the boys, all that kind of stuff, which is all well and good. But some people don't like simple. Some people like a little bit of, you know, a little bit more sauce on there. And you're saying Ben Cutting likes his sauce? Oh, mate, I don't know. What I don't know if it's just cutting, mate. Cutting's gone. It's not about cutting. But he's he's the one who flagged the issues, right? Ah, oh, potentially. But who who yeah, who, who so. do you th- who do you think's been uh, been lacking a bit of sauce? Hey, who do you? Think? No, I don't know if it's like the lacking the sauce. But you think of Jimmy Pearson, right? So he was he came on. So Lenny goes yep. out. Jimmy comes in. He was a bit more. I felt like he had a bit more. Like, yep, this is what we're doing. Blah right. blah. You know. A bit more flavour um, versus Lenny, who was just keeping it nice and, you know. Very straight. Very straightforward. Just simple boys, simple. Yeah. And they're just like, simple's not working, Lenny. Yeah. What are we going to do? So, but no, it's good. I think fresh flavour. It's good that he's going to be still on board, obviously, because, you know, a bit of mentoring, all that kind of stuff. Because, like I said, he's got a good cricket brain, so you don't want that go to waste. And then hopefully he'll just be able to, yeah, be freed up, be relaxed without the responsibility he of the He can talk to the commentators captaincy. all he wants. He can, yes. He can be mic'd up now, and I won't. I won't really care. Yeah. No, good stuff. But what did the, what did the fans say? Well, there's been a bit of feedback. I think. Um, I bet Dennis would be happy, wouldn't he? 
Dennis. <laughs> Remember, he was he was filthy about Lenny. Oh, mate. Everyone was filthy about Lenny. But, yeah. He was well under the bus for a good six months there. Kyle Wright said, actually, first of all, Benny, who would you who do you expect to be the next captain? Oh, Pearson. I think, yeah, yeah. I think Jimmy Pearson. Yeah. I still think um, Ferguson's a bit of a smoky. We haven't signed him up yet, well, but uh, I reckon he could be in the in the thought process. Well, I thought, yeah, I thought Pearson as well. And um, D- Damien Ryan agreed with me. He said Jimmy Pearson is the man for the job. Mm. But an interesting perspective from Kyle Wright, Joe Burns has a 100% record as Brisbane Heat captain. Just saying. Mm. I think probably off like two games or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Well, but he is a bit of a leader, isn't he, Burnsy? Yeah, he is. Um, I think even if he's not captain, he bring he brings a presence to the dressing room. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> no, well, I think that's what the good thing for Jimmy is. Like, it's not all... Like, that's the thing with the captaincy, right? Like, yeah. they're person calling the shots. But in T20, you actually need, like, a good group of players to be making sure everybody's, like, on point and having, like, that shared leadership. And then a bit of a good. bit of a dark horse. Chris Kunta said... And... No, he tagged his mate, Andrew. Oh, and he said, surely Hazlitt to take the reins. Is he taking the mickey or is he... he... No. I love Sam Hazlitt, but surely first he's got to make the team. (laughs) Yeah, he's not going to be in there, but that's all right. But as part of the uh, the conversation, um, Vic Vic was uh, commenting with his 11. Yeah. Do you want to go through it quickly, mate? Because he was thinking we're we're lining up for a good team. Yeah, Vic's put in his his 11. He said Tom Banton and Lynn to open the batting. Then Marnus... AB getting him back. Uh, De Villiers, not Alan Border. Uh, Ferguson, he brings in. Callum Ferguson from the Thunder. Baisley, Pearson, Wildermuth, Swepson, Majeeb, and Bartlett. And then some bigger missions in there, Benny. He's left out Steckity, who performed outstanding last summer. He did. Before he got being... picked in the Australian team. Yeah, I know. And then and then dropped though for as uh not dro- not dropped. Well, the subbed tour out. got cancelled. No, right? no, he got subbed out. Remember the very last game of the season? Oh, the heat game. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, because yeah. maybe, maybe they were done with him. They and were... Vic's done with him too. Maybe Zick. Maybe Vic is like calling the shots. Vic's the mastermind. Yeah, and he was in Lenny's ear, being like, <laughs> "Mate, get this bloke off. Yeah, I'm not going to put him in my team next year." Vic, are you on the board of the heat? <laughs> <laughs> right. he's yeah. a, and he's left out the tuna. Yeah, big tuna. Bonus. Yeah. Do you reckon um, Mornay Morkel will be at the Heat next season? I don't know. I kind of thought maybe, but I don't know. He looked a little bit washed up, I guess, maybe. Mm. On on reflection, there's probably better players out there that we could get. But you you said to me off mic before as well that those two players, Stex and the Tuna, they could be our X-Factor players. They could. So maybe that's what Vic was thinking. Maybe. Maybe. Because you need to include that, right? X-Factor. Or Hazlitt's not in his list. He could be a handy X-Factor. Nah. Or our man, um, old mate who gets... 20 every game. What's his name? Oh, Max Bryant. Yeah, where's he? Oh, yeah, where's he? He's been cast off to sea. He'd surely be your X-Factor yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have, you'd He'd have... be a handy X-Factor player too. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you'd want him over in a batting. I don't know. Well, we'll see how we Max go. Max Bryant, yeah. I don't know. It's a pretty good-looking team on paper, though. Like, he's backed in Baisley to have, to have another big season. Smokey for Ferguson, mate. Do you reckon he's going to come in, join the ranks? Yeah, mate. I reckon he's not so much a, like a like a smoky. Like Sydney's all being locked down. Melbourne's going into meltdown. Adelaide's going into meltdown. Why wouldn't you want to be in Brisbane, Can't, mate? Per- yeah, beautiful one day, perfect the next. Yeah, hundred percent. Yes, but no, Lenny isn't the only uh, the only change in leadership. We've also got uh, old Buff. You Buff. know, they've they've released the the new look unified coaching structure. What a bunch of fluff that word is. Mm. Um, but will it work is what I'm thinking, mate. So they've got, um, I think it's Wade Seckham's taken over. 
He's going to be the big dog in town. He's yeah. doing across all formats, which is good. Good continuity there. And uh, Wolf's going to take on an, an assistant coaching role there. But there's been precedence in other sports, in the AFL and stuff like that, around these like coaching handover, you know, mentoring kind of situations. What do you reckon, mate? Is it going to work? Yeah, I've never really seen it done before. I think it's an interesting one. Mm. I think before Buff was the... It is often they have, um, like, the shield coach. The state coach is the same as the big bash coach, right? Yeah. but or if you in think the past of, it has been. Yeah, that's Not right. Not so much anymore. But you think of, like, the Australian setup as well. Yeah. Generally, like, JL looks after everything. Yeah. Do they have different coach for the T20s? No, he doesn't. Oh, he does it all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, right. Unless they're, like, competing schedules. Yeah. No, I thought they were um, exploring that just because of right. the um, like the amount of work that goes into it. You know, you need someone to like really be focusing on yeah. each of the formats and the strategy and all that because obviously the schedules and all that's pretty big. So um, I don't think it's a bad idea having different, as long as everyone's all on the same page, which is probably the hardest idea. So Wade Second might take that kind of like, you know, the overarching kind of umbrella approach looking at everything. And right. they were talking about how they are grooming him to hopefully be next Australian coach which I think Lehman will be doing a good job at being able to mentor him because he's obviously been there and, and done that and, you know, seen the good and the bad from all those kind of stuff. Tell him so. how to get away with seeing pa- No. No. Jeff. Sorry. Jeez, too mate. Too yeah. soon. Going to edit that out of the pod, buddy. Yeah. Um, but no, in, in the AFL though, so in the NRL, they don't have any of these handover things. Never seen it before? No. Nah. Yeah, right. I don't so think so. In the AFL, it seems to be flavor of the month. Right. So they get like, usually it's an experienced coach or something like that and they mm. start doing, um, you know, they'll announce their next coach in like, you know, two or three years and there'll be like a handover period. So they did with Essendon, they had like John Walsfold and then um, Ben Rutten's in now. Right. And he's kind of like, you know, John Walsfold will coach for a couple of years and then eventually it'll kind of get handed over. And does it work when they do that? No, it was epic fail, mate. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, it didn't work well. It gets messy. So like Nathan Buckley and um, Mick Malthouse did it for Collingwood. Yeah. And it just gets like all political and all this kind of stuff. But they've just announced now with like Hawthorne, you've got um, Sam Mitchell taking over for... Alistair Clarkson. Sam Mitchell, he used to play a couple of years ago, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was like captain of Hawthorne when they were winning all the premierships. Yeah. And like Alistair Cl- uh, Clarkson's like master coach. Right. So, I mean, it'll be good in terms of like looking long term, but it all comes down to, I think, like the experience outgoing coach. Because I think in both the, well, I don't know about the Essendon situation because that came on after the drug scandal and all that. Yeah. But in Collingwood, like Mick Malthouse didn't want to leave. Yeah. But then they announced Nathan Buckley and then it's like all, you know, awkward and all that kind of stuff. And they're thinking to be maybe similar with Hawthorne because they're like, does Alistair Clarkson want to go? Mm. Or people were like headhunting um, Mitchell, you know, it's so all that kind of stuff. But I reckon, I reckon Buff's got a lot of perspective. He seems like a good fella. He does. But he's also like, you know, he's been through Sandpaper Gate. Yeah. He's, you know, he had his health concerns and all that kind of stuff. So I reckon he's going to have really good perspective and not so much ego and all that kind of thing. So... Yeah. So I'm calling it, mate. I reckon it's going to be a success. Mm. I reckon it's going to be a great move. I reckon Buff's going to do a great job. I reckon Wade Second's going to come in. It's going to lead us to the promised land. So now I'm excited about it. Because in theory, it's actually quite good. Because you have like an experienced coach helping out, you know, a new person that's coming in. Yeah. So I reckon it'll be good. But I was wondering though, because, you know, they came out and they're like, yeah, Buff's one-year deal, whatever it is. Um, which is a bit strange, the one-year deal, if you look into the future. Mm. But then, then this announcement gets done. And I'm just wondering if it had anything to do with, like, connections with contracts with players and all that kind of stuff. See, so like, you know, AB or something like that. So maybe AB was under the agreement that he would come to the heat if Darren Lehman was the coach or something like that for that tenure. Oh, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if that, like, plays into it. That would be interesting. Yeah. Or if I'm just imagining things. Who knows? 
Maybe, maybe, maybe I should get you on the phone, mate. And yeah. you, you need to be starting. You can take over the producer reins. Get Buff on the line. Yeah. Buff, what's going on, mate? Tell us about all these controversial, not controversial, confidential things. Yeah, but we'll see how we go. Anyway, so the new leadership is all in place. Well, no, not in place. It's all in <laughs> It's all in ruins. We don't know who the captain is. When do you reckon they're going to make a call on the captain? I don't know. December. December? What, the season already starts? Nah. But the, the, Surely it's like October or something. You reckon? Yeah. Well, whenever they finalise. So I think they can now sign players. Yeah. Which is good. So they have like that embargo for a bit. So they're going to start signing players. I reckon once they get this squad settled, then they'll announce the captain. Well, that's the other thing. You see that they were going to have this big international draft, for this draft for oh, international yeah. players coming yeah. this season. Coming season. I know. They've I'm devastated. I know. I know. It was like going to be a great talking point for the pod. Yeah. They're just ruining all our content. But now we've got a better talking point that they've scrapped it. <laughs> yeah, right. Why'd they do that? No, we could have done a live coverage of the draft. We could have. Wouldn't that have been exciting? Why'd they scrap it then? Yeah, I don't know. No, it was all COVID-related stuff. Oh, yeah. If it was all normal times, because imagine with like the borders and all that kind of thing. And I think they're actually just not going to get as many international players coming. So I reckon this season, because England's coming. Half of our team is English. Yeah, I know. But because England's coming as well, I reckon there's just going to be more English players. There'll be less, like, other movement. Like, the Afghan players and stuff will come as well. Right. Just from, like, the money perspective and all that kind of stuff. But some of the other countries I'm not so sure about. Mornay? The Tuna. Well, well, Mornay's an, an Australian, mate. Oh, true. Yeah, he's a, he's a, <laughs> of course he is. He's a domestic player. AB to Village? Yeah. Well, AB should Surely. be here. Because he, he was only not here because of the... Because he was having Child, his kid. Yeah. yeah. So I reckon if AB's here, I reckon Mornay's probably going to be back. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, are they mate? Yeah. Surely they're, they're like joined at the hip. Did you not listen to the interview with Cameron Gannon? Oh, did he say they were good mates? Yeah. They were like sitting together. And, I can't Or maybe that. that was the side conversation I had with Cam. But yeah, they were like sitting together in the cafe and oh, Cam was yeah. like too scared to go up and have a chin wag. Right. And they got a mouthful from Stuart Law, who was the coach at the time. They're like, you boys, you get the opportunity to learn. All this kind of stuff. Oh, for You're all too pissed to weak to, to go up and say hello. <laughs> oh, true. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Let's go to England, mate. Did you did you line up a, an English song or something like that? An English song? Yeah, like the did Queen song. Me? I don't know. I think probably like three weeks ago. I don't know. Is that an English song? Keep going. I don't know. Top of the morning to you, governor. That's good. Yeah, mate. So we got holiday in England. Yeah. So the Vitality 220 Blast. Mate, it is an absolute mess over there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it. Like I'm trying to like keep track of what games, what competitions are going on. It is just ridiculous. I'm like looking one second it's like the county season, the next second they're doing this T twenty blast business, and then like halfway through T twenty blast is like a round of county again. And I, I just I just can't keep up. But it's on a short hiatus. Okay, so they've just finished the regular season. I kind of ended it off with like a little county game or something. Anyway, it's blowing my mind. But it'll return in finals time after the hundred, so the hundred is underway, which is the new competition which we'll talk about in a little in a little bit. Mm. Uh, but we're going to go through what the regular season was, how some of our Heat boys fanned, uh, so we can get fared, sorry, so we can get a, a bit of a head around how they're doing overseas. Um, but it seems as though the Heat Heat fellas they like it down south, mate. All the players playing in teams in the South Group. So um, do you want to kick us off with with Kent, who finished first in the South Group? Yeah, Kenty. Um... Good start for them. They had one, only one heat player there, Joe Denley. He, um, he, his best score was 44. He got a couple of 36s. He had an average of 18 at strike rate of 125 and seven wickets, averaging 7.45. That's pretty good. 
Yeah, not too bad. I mean, it was a bit, bit lukewarm in the uh, in the old runs department, which is probably why he's in there. But it's good to see him take a few wickets. I know. I'm like, was he underutilized? The heat. Will Denley be back? Nah. <laughs> no, unless like injuries or something. He happened. was handy though. Yeah, he was handy, but he played that role. So hopefully we can plug it. I if we get Ferguson in, like we don't he need him. Brought a bit of composure. I think Denley's better than Ferguson, right? You are joking. Are you serious? You think Ferguson's better than Joe Denley? Yeah, for sure. No? Maybe in the past. What? Both right. of them are washed up. I rate Fergo. I just, I'm just afraid. I just have a deep-seated fear that he's going to be another... Um... What, Tommy Cooper? Yeah, Tommy Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, just don't give him a two-year deal. Keep him, keep him hungry. That's ben what Lachlan I say. Ben Lachlan-type character. Oh, man. A bit of experience. Well, Benny Lachlan came back. But uh, no, no Joe, Joe did good for what we needed him to do last season, which is good. Anyway, we digress. Somerset finished second. This is my team. Yep. I decided to follow them with old Tommy Banton. Um, he had a bit of a mixed season. 18, 1, 9, 5, 77, 107, not out of 51 versus Kent. He said, take that, Joe Denley. Um, and then 19, I don't know where he went after that. I think he might have gone part of the English setup for like ODIs or something maybe, but he didn't play anymore kind of after that. So he's averaged 39.33 with a strike rate of 195, Jackie. He was, uh, he was exploding. That game against Kent, I think... Um, Joe Denley top scored for Kent in that game as well. Yeah. Um, but the first innings, I watched the highlights because I was like, all right, I need to get my, my head around this. It was like so foggy. Like you actually could not see the players for most of the first innings. Really? Yeah. So like I think... Um, and you were watching it. Huh? And you were watching it still. Yeah. Well, I was watching the highlights. Because it was oh, only like, yeah, I wasn't right, watching right. the full game. Mate. That would have been horrible. Um, could they see the ball? Oh, I assume so. But yeah, Kent were batting at that point. So... Um, Tom Banton came out and it was like, yeah, I can see everything beautifully now. Um, but it was just the weirdest game. And it was like at this tiny little like community field or something. And, you know, it looked like these old blokes were out with their deck chairs and a bit of like polite It's clapping. good to see. Yeah, it is good to see. But it's also like, I don't know, it just, it just lacks something, mate. Like you need these kind of competitions to be played. If it's going to be taken serious at a big ass stadium. But maybe they just don't get the numbers. But who knows? Anyway, he also was uh, killing it with the, the sixes. Um, he hit 15 sixes for the tournament, which... You saw uh, him with the sixes. <laughs> no, not the sixes. Six runs, uh, Jacko. Um, and he also got two player of the match awards. So he had a pretty good pretty good time of it, which is good. The other Somerset player is Lewis Gregory. 12 wickets from eight games. Um, and he only got wickets in three of his games. So that's pretty excellent. Um, so he got five for 24, which was player of the match, four for 27, which is the same game that Tommy got his, uh, got his hungy and also a game of three for 46. Uh, he had an economy of 9.82, didn't get too many opportunities to bat, but then towards the end of the tournament, he went and played some of the ODIs for England versus Pakistan, where he contributed a nice handy 40 and three for 44 in the first ODI, followed up by 70 in the next game. So seems to be performing quite nicely. With a bit of bat and ball. He's old, a machine. Uh, Lewis Gregory. He is a machine. Do you reckon he'll be back? Yeah. I reckon for he's sure. He's handy. Yeah, you, you weren't a fan, though. Not of his bowling. No. After the first game, where it was like <laughs> three for 21 I or something. I thought the first like, game magic. did well, didn't he? Yeah, he did amazing. Oh, yeah. That's what I said, apart from the first oh, game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe I've underestimated him. Maybe he's uh, been working on his craft, which is good. Mm. But next on the ladder. I suppose it takes a bit of accommodating to the Australian conditions. Yes, potentially. Potentially. Dan Lawrence at Essex. Essex. They finished sixth on the ladder. I think so. I might not have updated the ladder stuff, but they were around about sixth. Dan had eight innings. 
and he got two two fifties, a fifty five not out and a sixty, and then oh sorry three and a fifty nine, three fifties. <laughs> he did all right. Yeah, he did not all right. Re- well, he's average of forty two. Average of forty two at one hundred forty five. Would you take that, Jack? Yes, <laughs> I, you would. I would take it. Gee whiz. D- Dan Lawrence is another machine. Took an, five wickets at an average of nine. Pretty good. Mm. I just reckon he's a bit like whenever I was watching him, he just looked a bit gumby. But maybe, maybe still no, just batting even. Really? Yeah, I reckon he was a bit gumby. But he, he just scores runs. Yeah, he does. Well, not for the heat. He just yeah. he, he skulls skulls beers for the heat. Yeah. Doesn't score runs. Uh, next up, La Morgan, our main man, Manus Lavashane. Or Lavashane or something along those lines. Um, Lavashkakne. Lavashkakne, yeah. <laughs> uh, he he owned it, mate. He was absolutely carving it up. So his first three games, 93 not out, 59, 74. Uh, then he had a bit of a lean patch, 22, 13, 33. Then there was like a COVID scare. He got pulled from the from the thingamajigo. Um, then he backed it up, 18, and finished the tournament with a 78. They ended up finishing on the bottom of uh, of the old ladder, but he had an average of fifty five point seven one at one hundred and forty. Manus Labashain was nine wickets as well at eight point seven seven economy. What an absolute gun! Like you'd be looking at that, thinking the team would be better just like hopping on his back, but the most of them must have just fallen over in a heap. But it was good to see him getting amongst the runs and continuing his uh, scintillating form. Yeah, well, I thought him and Ness were the two standouts for them um, through in the whole season. I feel like. Mm. No one else really stood up too much. No. Nah. And you can't just ride off two players, can you? Yeah. Even with all those those kind of runs. But they'll be back next season. And Marnus, what a what a joy for those guys to be playing with Marnus Labuschagne. Oh, mate, how good would it be? Well, remember how you were saying as well, didn't didn't the English think they'd sorted out his um, technical problems with his, oh, yeah. with his stiff... Was it stiff front leg yeah, or something? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, he was like stiff. This champ yeah. just started smashing. He came in his first two games, didn't do well, and they were like, "Oh, we've worked him out." <laughs> the typical English press. You know what? I'd say Manus is the best in the world right now. Big call. Big call. Yeah. I don't think it's that big a call. I reckon he's, he's you, pretty would consistent. Would you say he's better than Smith? At the moment, I reckon. Yeah. And probably like before Smith did sandpaper gate, like Smithy Smitty yeah. was amazing, but. No, Manus there across like Be all tough farm, call formats. For Coley though. Yeah, well you got Coley, Kane Williamson, and yeah. Steve Smith, who are the the guns. But I, I don't know. Can you argue against Manus? He's been carving it up. Yeah. I mean it is, I guess, domestic level. You need to start taking it international. But we'll see. Rounding it out, last man, our main man, Majib. Playing at Middlesex. Middlesex. He was like a late recruit or something like that. Oh, was he? Yeah, I was like trying to scour all the teams. I'm like, what's happening with Majib? And then yeah. pop, here he is. But he did pretty good. Yeah. He top scored for them one game. He did. Got 13. Yeah. Gee, that was a collapse. <laughs> yeah, I think they might have got like 80 or something ridiculous. Yeah. These guys sell the dwellers as well. He got 10 wickets from his six games that he played and an average of 6.91. Yeah, very Majib-esque. That is average, eh? Huh? That is average 6.91. It's not economy. No, that's your economy. Oh, it's economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying average. Oh, mate. Just epic fail. Oh, I need to make economy, it that's all right. Yeah. At 6.91. Yeah, it's great. Average would have been good as that. Oh, man, that would have been 6.91 is an average. No, nah, but he just he just keeps it tight. Our old man, uh, Majub, yeah. which is good. <clears throat> but anyway, but that's that's the T20 um, T twenty blast mm. or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, after the 100, which we're going to go into in a second, they will come back and they'll play the finals. So from our uh. boys, Somerset and Kent are in the finals in with a sniff. So we'll keep an eye on that when they get back there. But yep. next up is the 100. The brand new tournament with new format, new this, new that, new everything. Have you uh, 
Have you looked into the the new rules or anything into that space? Much? Only a little bit. I, like I've seen the big stuff, like the overs and stuff like that. Mm. How weird is it? I don't know. Going like they can bowl back to back and stuff like that. Yeah, super weird. Um, but there's a couple of yeah big things. So obviously the overs. So it's not overs anymore, Jack. Oh, sets, sets, sets of five. Um, and they bowl two sets from the same end before switching. And then apparently you got like 50 seconds or something to, to get down the other end. Um, I can't even remember what the rest of them were, but it's weird. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I, I did watch or start watching one game, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But obviously it's geared towards kids, geared towards family, family-friendly, mm. all that kind of good business. Um, they have a partnership with Lego as well. So they have right. a little Lego, Andrew Flintoff and some <laughs> um, one of the female commentators. And they go through, like, the rules. Like, apparently they rock up right. and they're like, instead of six balls, right. there's five. Because they do Lego that at person. the Big Bash games, but it's just, like, the screen with the rules. Yeah, yeah. But now they've got Lego people doing it. That's very engaging. It is very engaging. Um, but it looked it looked pretty funny. And there were, like, you know, interviews with the players being like, oh, yeah, you know, it's so great having a little Lego minifig of myself. And they all look the same because it's all Lego. Right. Uh, but anyway, we'll get into the teams, mate. Teams to watch from do, a Brisbane Heat flavour. Before that, though, do you think the Big Bash is going to adapt the 100 rules? No, no is way. Is it an engaging format that's no. going to conquer the world? No, it is not. It's not? Yep, I'm calling it. Big cool. Maybe it's just the way the English have done it. Initially, before, no, we're going to go through the teams first, and right. I'm going to go through my experience okay. of watching it. Yep. Uh, teams to watch, Northern Superchargers in the purple. Our coach, Buff, he's there. Captain Fab Duplessis. Uh, but then we've got obviously Heat Stalwart Chris Lynn. They Lynn are stacked. Hey? They are stacked. Mate, they are stacked. I looked at this team and I was like, just <laughs> just haul off the tournament. I said stoked because they got stoked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they got a stacked team, right? Yeah. Chris Lynn, Majeeb. They got Ben Stokes, Adol Rashid. Um, they got David Willey, who played a little bit with he the He can Scorchers. hit a long ball. Oh, no, he's the bowler. Yeah, but he can hit a long ball He can ball hit as well. a long ball too. Yeah, yeah. He's a good all-rounder. Um, yeah, and obviously Faf is captain. Um, I reckon these guys are going to smash it. They did lose their first game, though. Devo. I think mm. Lenny got about 10. Right. Um, Majib went for a little bit. Once Lenny fires, it's game over for the other teams. Yeah, but where's Lenny at? He fell off a cliff towards the end of the season, BBL season. Right. And he's just not like, he'll, recovered. He'll, he'll come good. Oh, mate, once once he's back at the Gabba. He always does. Yeah, he yeah. needs the Gabba hit it out of the stadium. Absolutely. So, yeah, but that's that's that team. So, who are they? The Superchargers. Superchargers. So, so, they're purples. Keep an eye on them. Are Linny and Buff going to convince Faf to come over? Oh, yeah. Connections <laughs> with, with the AB. and AB. Oi, I reckon. Get to work, boys. Now that he's retired, he's got no reason not to come over. We could do with the Ben Stokes too, I reckon. Oh, bloody oath. Mate, he's such a funny looking bloke. He's got his ranger beard, and then he's, like, blonde on top now. True. I'm just like, oh, mate. Yes, even Sandy was just like, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> uh, but anyway, we digress. Other teams to watch out for. Trent Rockets, Lewis Gregory is the captain. Joe Root is in the team. I know. And Lewis Gregory is the captain. So, interesting. What, well, yeah, I know. Should Lewis Gregory be in the conversation for <laughs> captain of the Heat? Well, he doesn't. He could, he, should, he might be. Maybe. <laughs> well, he doesn't bowl much. He doesn't bat much. So, you've got to find something for him to do. <laughs> Whatever. Um, no, so, actually, this is a good question. Are there any BBL teams that have a captain that's the international player? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure they're all domestic. I wonder if there's a rule that you can't have an international player be a captain. We'll have to look into it. Yeah. We'll look into it and get back to your fans. Welsh Fire, our boy Tommy Banton. Uh, they're the ones that knocked off the superchargers in the first round. And then London Spirit. London Spirit with Joe Denley and Dan Lawrence. 
are the uh, the other ones with the Heat Boys. I don't think Marnus is in the competition. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he's got no time for this modern hundreds. I know. He's a tradition. He's a purist. He's a purist. Oh mate, mate, I am usually all up for it, but I was just not vibing it for some reason. Yeah. But the first round is underway now. You can watch. Did you know this, Jack? You can watch every game live and free <laughs> on Ko as part of their Ko freebies. Uh-huh. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's did, pretty good. Yeah, I was like Googling it. Like, can you watch it in Australia? And it's like, yes, you can. On the freebies. I was like, you beauty. Because you, it's good for you. Because you cancel your KO Mate, in the percent right? Yeah, KO, make yourself $5 a month and I'll be there. So it's perfect freebies. Yeah, bloody oath. Yeah, it's so good. So, um, yeah, so it's on the freebies. So I was just like, you beauty. Let's sit down last night, turn it on to watch the replay of the um, Superchargers Welsh Fire. Yeah. Mate, the Game Prez... <laughs> Is horrible. Game pros. Yeah. So, like, you know how, like, you got the scores and all oh, that kind right. of stuff? Yeah. yeah. It is horrible. It is, like, disgusting. So, Sandy sits down and she's like, this looks like an Asian dating show. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like, but it's so big. It's chunky. It looks like, like, they're trying to, like, gamify it. Like, a little bit like uh, Donkey Kong from back in, like, the 80s or something why? like that. I don't know. And it's, like, fluoro pink and fluoro orange. And then I was just trying to be like, I just want to know this. I just want to know the score. Yeah. And it's got like balls on one side and then like the runs on the other side, like it's completely unrelated. And I was just, it was hurting my brain, mate. Right. And then trying to keep track of these five ball thingies. Yeah. Like it might sound like a simpleton. Maybe my brain's just not adjusting, but I'm like, why is it? F-? Anyway, just the five balls. It's just not working for me, mate. And I'm not a traditionalist, but I'm just like, why, why are you messing with it? Yeah. I don't understand. Um, but yeah, but anyway, so I was watched it for about what were you call them? Five sets. Is the five ball sets or whatever. Yep. I don't know. I think they got to about fifty balls. Yep. But I was so bored. And I was you, just like, you just had enough. Yeah. And it was just it was during the day. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on like T twenty games being played during the day versus yeah. at night? It doesn't have that same atmosphere, does it? No. During the day. Yeah, it's just lacking. And I don't know if it's like the POMs, but they're all like, you know, politely clapping and I just feel like whenever I watch any sport in England it lacks or except from like the Premier League. Yeah, because like when I watch like rugby league in England or like even like cricket, it just feels it's a different feeling. Yeah, I don't know what it is though. Like it just seems weird. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so I wasn't loving it, but I will. Uh, I'll keep giving it a chance now that I know it's free on Ko. I'll keep giving it a chance and have a look. Um, but are you going to watch it? Yeah, I'll have to have a look now. Now that you've intrigued me with this uh, <laughs> prez, now they've thrown it under the bus. So in their attempt to make it super engaging, they've they've led you away, potentially. But I don't know if that like you know the scores and stuff isn't going to be what's going to keep people there. They need to simplify <laughs> it in a way that's going to make sense to people. Right. For me, it just didn't work. Like for me to be able to easily keep track of where things were in the game. And all Is that it similar to the Big Bash? They have music pumping after each ball and stuff. I don't know. I didn't feel like it, and yeah. I don't know if like the do they have crowds? No, they did have crowds. Yeah, but probably like less crowds than they usually would. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like because it's you know Fox have bought the rights to it. I don't know if they're like streaming, like streaming the like the English production side of it. Because right. I, I don't know who the commentators were. There was a an Indian bloke and um, a New Zealander. It sounded like didn't know who they were specifically. But then like between the overs, it just had this is like a very Fox sport thing. But like you know, just a vision of like the whole field, and it was just quiet, and there'd be like nothing, and you're just like, oh man. What am I doing watching this? True. Yeah. And then their uniform. I don't know. Mate, I'm just, I'm getting off, I'm getting off track. I was like, I said to Stanley, I'm like, do you like these uniforms? And like the Welsh fire, just like red with a really, really shiny red helmet. Ah. Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't feeling it, mate. But you know what's another competition that's about to start? What's that? The BPL. 
Oh yeah, the Brisbane Premier League. Brisbane Premier League. It's getting into it. Get amongst it. That's next uh, next weekend. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. And uh, every match being live streamed. I live think. streamed. Yeah, the commentators. Vic tagged us in there. We both put an application in, and then realised that we were like booked out for the next. Yeah, well, I didn't. Three weeks. Even, I didn't finish my application. I know Slack. Yeah. Uh, but no, we would have would have liked to have done it. But um, yeah, the next like three weekends are all booked up. For some reason, I thought it was. You got in the September. call up. They were like, "Oh, Ben Ingram from the Forward Up podcast. We got to have him commentating." And they rang you up, and you were like, "Yeah, you're not paying me enough." <laughs> some people are going to get paid. Yeah, if I put my availability, who knows? You would have. They might have given me like five bucks a game or something. Who knows? More than you get paid on this podcast. More than I get paid on this podcast. But we're going to get the sponsorships, mate. Big, yeah. big bucks are coming. Well, I, I reckon KO, you gave them a nice little rap about the free. <laughs> about the freebies. And live then, and free. And yeah, then, you and then pumped the, them about yeah. the sport press. Yeah, true. Oh, man. Anyway, but that's all good. But that's enough for today, I reckon, mate. Yeah. Let's give it a wrap. Make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure you subscribed. I say the same. I mess this up every week. Man. I know. And it's scripted every time. Yeah. Well, I try and give it a bit of colour. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and if you'd like to leave a review, that helps other people find it and join this wonderful community that we have. Also, we got our Facebook page and Twitter page. We want to try and get the Twitter page I reckon you should take over more. admin. On the Twitter? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to die a slow death. I'll just, I'll pump. If it's not I'll dead already. It. <laughs> it's not dead, mate. It's just, it's wounded. <laughs> it's wounded. It's on the deathbed. It's, it's neglected. It's, there, yeah. it's neglected. Yeah, so follow our Twitter page at Heat Fired Up or Fired Up Podcast on Facebook. Go the have a great week and go the heat. This has been the Fired Up Podcast for another week.